This episode is sponsored by Sodansa. From the first lesson to the stage, from beginner to professional, from ballerinas to tap dancers, Sodansa has the shoe for everyone. Order yourself a pair today by visiting Sodansa.com. See, we've forgotten some of our heritage. Uh, and our tap dancers have done it quite a lot. Because most of I've seen the tap dancers, okay, they start, they tap dance to some kind of, oh, which I, I can't know what to say. Funny thing, then, then, they, then they get loud. Yeah. Everybody goes crazy over them when they get loud. But it's not like you supposed to tap dance to a song, and then you pose a solo on that song. Hmm. You still have that song in your mind when you solo that. Right. If, if you took a song, you take something obscure like High at the Moon. Mm hmm. You got to know how high the moon. And then you got no bird said. The same song. But we knew that it was high high the moon. That is Jazz Master, Dr. Barry Harris, and this is the Tap Love Tour podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Travis Knights. I'm very excited for this this guest that we have today. It's it's uh, it's an out of this world interview. Dr. Barry Harris is a musician, yes, uh, band leader, composer, arranger, educator. But what came out to me, what shined through to me in, in our conversation, was this man loves music. He loves jazz music. He has he, uh, he's truly dedicated his life to this very specific music. I've never been more nervous for an interview <laughs> than with Dr. Harris. Um, why? I don't know. I felt like I had one shot to get it right. I felt like they're, they're so, when you think about uh, an elder, the older I'm getting, the, the more that I'm realizing why one should respect one's elders. They, they have this density of experience that you can't fathom. You can only begin to fathom uh, at the older that you get. But you, you have this experience that's compiled upon experience that's compiled upon experience. The, these, these people, these elders, um, are so entrenched in being alive or are so connected to the way the world works, at least from their perspective, that the older I'm getting, the, the more I'm daunted by it. Uh, and the more I, I respect them and the more I want to be around them and ask as many questions as possible. 
So yeah, I was nervous because I had one. I felt like I had one shot to get it right, and this is a man that performed with Charlie Parker, lived with Thelonious Monk, worked with Miles Davis, Sonny Stitt, Max Roach, Coleman Hawkins. Wait, wait, wait. Let's nerd out for a second. Okay, so this saxophone player in I think it was. Oh man, I need to look something up, but I think it was 1939, right? He releases this song called Body and Soul. When I was when I was doing research for this Charlie Atkins project that I did a couple years back, um, in his book, Charlie says that Body and Soul was one of the most impactful, most important songs that was ever recorded. Uh, because of the impact that it had on jazz, you know, the, from the dancers to the singers to the musicians, everyone at that time learned the solo, the Coleman Hawkins solo, uh, to, to to body and soul. So, so, what I'm, what, why why do I mention that? Because in talking with Dr. Barry Harris, yeah, I want to nerd out about why that song was was so popular. I, I want to understand how working with these different world-class jazz musicians, pioneering jazz musicians. How did it influence him? I, I, yeah, I was nervous. There, there, was, there was so much, there was this density of, yeah, this density of experience that I want to mine. He gave me 30 precious minutes of his time, and I am thankful. And as you listen, you'll hear... <laughs> You'll hear him say something like it's on repeat. You'll hear him say something over and over again. And I want us all to pay attention to it. I, and it's not just for me. I, I, I definitely left this interview with a different understanding about music, about my contribution and responsibility as a, as a tap dancer. Dr. Harris came to Toronto very recently and taught the series of uh, jazz workshops. And of course, I signed up right away. And um, what was fantastic about it was hearing the high regard with which he spoke of Jimmy Slide. You know, if you talk to um, um, like a critical mass of, of professional tap dancers or whatever, it could be enthusiasts or it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. If you talk to a wide range of tap dancers and you ask them, in my opinion, a sinful question, but, you know, it's how the left brain works. Uh, but, you know, who are, you, who are your top five, your top three tap dancers? Inevitably, in most of these dancers that you talk to, Jimmy Slide will be somewhere in that top five. There's a reason for that. He was this this complete dancer. He moved gracefully. You can see the music that he was making. But as I'm finding, but as I'm finding out, the more and more that I'm watching him from this lens, he was dancing to songs, very specific songs that he knew very well. And it warmed my heart to hear his colleague, his close friend, Dr. Harris, praise just. Praise Jimmy Slide. You know, he says, you know, he's never heard or seen anybody like it. Um, in class, he mentioned 
he mentioned a couple of contemporary tap dancers. He mentioned uh, Gregory Hines and said, you know, Gregory was wonderful, but no one was like Jimmy Slide. Everybody revered Jimmy Slide. And after this conversation, I understand even more why. Recently, I've been on the hunt for what the dance is. And that's not a fair statement or, or a fair question because the dance is many things, of course, and it's completely different things to different people. But when I look at, you know, ballet, or we can keep it on the foot-based percussive dances, when I think about, you know, Afro-Peruvian Zapatea or, or, or Irish step dancing or flamenco, uh, they are steeped in this like folkloric tradition that they can point back to. And there's innovations with um, each one of these styles that I just mentioned, of course, but there's this tradition that they've held to very strongly. When it comes to tap dance, I feel like the tradition has been eroded. And so that's why I'm, I'm uh, interested in the tradition, in what it was, in what it is, quite frankly. And when I use the, the term folklore, I'm using it because back in the day, everybody and their mother danced, you know. Not everybody was good, but everybody did it. Um, when you didn't have MP3 players or Spotify, when you didn't have CD players or even tape cassette players, you, you, had, to, you had to meet people to, to hear music. That's the idea of folklore, music for the people, dance for the people. So what is this, what was this folkloric dance called tap? Recently, I saw this performance. It was about like an hour and 10 minutes. It was Dr. Jimmy Slide and Dr. Barry Harris uh, performing at the new school, just piano and taps. And it was beautiful. And it was the closest representation that I could find, that I can think about, to the folkloric tradition of tap dance, of jazz, quite frankly. You had these two masters that were playing music, simply playing music, enjoying each other's company. It was fantastic. What was that connection? What is that? I appreciated this interview very much because over the span of a precious 30 minutes, Dr. Barry Harris explained very simply what that connection was all about. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please extend your cleanest left foot shuffles and welcome to the Tap Love Tour podcast, Dr. Barry Harris. All we have in mind is enjoying ourselves for a few moments and glad you took the time to be here. I know Barry, uh, we agree on that point. What about a little just you, just me for the mule? Can we do that? How you feel about that, Barry? <laughs> or should it be just me, just you? <laughs> Anyhow, we look at it. We're gonna for the mule. One for the mule. One for the mule. One for the mule. That old Detroit. He would say. Yeah. Yeah. Right. When are you going to dance yeah. correctly? Oh, is it? Oh, we 
I come to you as a tap dancer. I'm a young tap dancer, which means I'm suffering from something that most, if not all, youth suffer from, which is amnesia. I'm truly searching for what the dance was and how deeply it was involved in jazz. And I've seen this beautiful, beautiful footage of you doing an hour performance with uh, the great Jimmy Slide. And oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about your experience with the dance and how it fit, how it flowed in jazz itself. Well, well, you have to think that he was about a year older than me, you know. Okay. Or well, what we knew, uh, you know, like it's not, it's not the same young young dancers don't know. What we knew is songs are like, you know. Well, you know, not even we just knew the songs. Most people knew songs, knew most songs, How High the Moon, uh, Body and Soul, all these songs, all these songs. Mm -hmm. but if I, you know, when, when I was, when I would hang with him, if I started playing a song, he would know the song. <laughs> we knew the same, we, we, had, we had the same, like, background and stuff. Mm. Exactly the same. And this, you know, we both were in love with uh, Charlie Parker mm. and and Diz and Bud Powell and that kind of thing. I think that's the main difference. See, like now, the people don't know, even the musicians, the instrumentalists, they don't know the songs. Mm. Like, they might, you might call a, a tune for them. And they'll take their little computer cell phone and they think that's knowing the song. Mm. I'm talking about, we knew, you know, you learn, you start songs in your head. Right. I, I know so many songs, good God. <laughs> when I'm ride, walking along or riding along with somebody, the music starts and, and plays a song, I, I almost always know that song. Yeah. And see, he was the same, exactly the same. I never seen anything like it. Wow. I would start like I had the jazz culture theater. I had a little theater in New York. Okay, that's what I called it. It was on Eighth Avenue between Twenty Eighth and Twenty Ninth Street. Mm -hmm. So what would happen? I'll tell you. There wasn't much going on with. It was, it was hard to note with tap dancers. But you know, tap dancers started. I started using making tap dancers come in and uh, dance at the at the jazz culture theater. Mm. <laughs> it's almost like that was the start of a big rise in uh, tap dance. Because the next thing I knew, there was another place open 
and the tap dancers were going. They, that place had tap dancers too. Mm. We were the only place. Brenda, Buffalino, and all those people, the only place they knew was Jazz Culture Theater. It was almost like that. Nice. And so they, they, they came to this, came to my place, and Jimmy Sly was just like, a, oh, that's like my brother or something. Yeah. I can use, that's all I can say, you know. We knew the same things. We knew songs. Mm. Some tap dancers don't know songs. I feel like the, I, I have, it's, it, may, it may be a, a fantasy, but I feel like the further back in time we go, <clears throat> the more, um, the more the dancers knew. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah? Okay. So well, it's, The so, dancers knew and they did. There was a fella, there was, a, oh, there was so many of them, there was one called Lon Chaney. Yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> we tap danced to maybe uh, Perdido. Okay. Then you got the next person. They, they, they all had songs that they tap danced to that they liked the most. Yeah. You know, so did it's you more than just knowing? Like, well, I found the young tap dancer. They know something about Monk. Okay, yeah. They, the longest Monk. Mm-hmm. They do a, do his songs. They know they know some of these songs. You know, you know. And so, but man, you guys know those standards. Because <laughs> standards is real out about the standards. The standards are were written by. A lot of people, some, a lot of the people from Europe came here when they stopped improvising so much in 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 U.S. in uh, Europe. Okay. And they they started coming. They came here, and they started writing these songs for these plays and things. And most people knew, like you could start a song, and your mama was saying the same song that you sang. <laughs> you know, it was, that's that's how. See, we've forgotten some of our heritage. Uh, and our tap dancers have done it quite a lot. Because most I've seen the tap dancers, okay, they start, they tap dance to some kind of, oh, which I, I can't know what to say. Funny thing, then, then, they, then they get loud. Yeah. Everybody goes crazy over them when they get loud. But it's not like, you're supposed to tap dance to a song and then you was a solo on that song. Hmm. You still have that song in your mind when you solo that. Right. If you took a song, you take something obscure like High of the Moon. Mm-hmm. See, you got to know High of the Moon. And then you got to know Bird said, It's the same song. But we knew it was high, high the moon. Right. <laughs> and see, so and and plain people knew it. Mm. That's that's that was the difference. And plus, I, I think really most of all was that. See, like when I went to hear Bird, people like that, we went to dance halls. Yeah. We didn't go to no, no audit. You know, like a. A bar. We went to. They they came to dance. I I sat in with Charlie Parker, man, at maybe about five times when I was maybe eighteen, nineteen years old, or seventeen, or something like that. Wow. 
The only reason I could because in my city, 21 was the age for a bar. So we didn't go to bars to learn this song. We would tell these people. We went to, either we went to uh, a dance Hmm. or we went to a theater to watch. And that's where you saw most of the tap dancers. In the theater to watch. In the theater with the big band playing. I understand. So, so the the tap dancers weren't necessarily at the dance halls, but they were at the theaters. Yeah. Okay. Both. Oh, both. Okay. You know, at both. Well, see, one thing: most people danced. Mm-hmm. Everybody danced. It, it wasn't like not even just thinking of tap dance. I talk about everybody danced. Yeah. If I if I if I we gave a. We'd give a dance like our school. We our little band. We give a dance. Mm. All of the contemporaries would come. <laughs> they they would, didn't know nothing about uh, uh, what I was playing the instrument, but they knew the songs that we were playing. Yeah, you know they knew the songs, so we, we were related that way. It's it's different. This is a different world now. Mm. Related. So, so when when you're playing with a tap dancer, do you consider that the tap dancer <clears throat> the the singular feature throughout the whole tune, or are are we sharing the tune with the rest of the musicians and and treating the, the tune with the rest? I love it. I love it. Sharing with the rest, and see when you when you pick a song and like you come in, you want you going to do a song. Mm-hmm. You come in, okay. You call the song. Was it me? When I when I had the place, I wrote songs for tap dancers. Wow. Well, I I wrote a couple of songs. I wrote a song called Tap Tap. Hey, go their feet whenever the two of them meet. The music is not complete until you know. So that, that some of the young tap dancers they they would know that song too. Right. You know. So it's, it was like being a musician. They were musicians too. You tap dancers are musicians. Right. You are just uh, just <laughs> nothing. So uh, on conversation, we'll have to have some conversation about that. And I had to, I had to show you some of the songs. I love that. Some of the songs that you you should know. There are a lot of songs you should know. Yeah. And, and is that and see what's funny about that? Even the music, musicians are at fault now. You know what they do? What? It isn't that they know a song. I, like in my head, is um is what thousands of songs that yeah. I can play. Yeah, I had to do it the other day. I played with a, a fella I just found. He lives in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He came up played with me at William Patterson College. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He he called a song called Tangerine. Okay. And I said, Lord, I I don't know if I ever played tangerine. Hmm. But you know what? I knew tangerine. (laughs) And I played tangerine with him. And I played it exactly right. Because in my my head, tangerine was there. I knew exactly what it it had had a little tricky spot where it changed keys funny. Hmm. And, you know... And you know what? I did that so natural. I said, "Look at that! I did it just like I've been doing it, playing it every night or something." Wow! And I had played tangerine. I don't know. Maybe I might have played tangerine 
50 years ago, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Or something like this. Uh, maybe 60 years ago. Yeah. And I just, but I know Tangerine. See, the cats nowadays, they're, they're, I think the cell phone and all that kind of stuff, the computer has messed up their, their, their learning. They think it's in the, in the cell phone. No, it's in your head. So can you tell me, can you tell me what we trade or what we lose when we rely too much on the technology, when we rely too much That's on... Right. When we lose so much, it's just unbelievable. Like you go with a... I'll go and call a tune. Mm -hmm. And here, you felt the bass player, he's going to pull out uh, uh, his cell phone, get the tune. Not only does he get the tune, the key you play it in, he can change it to the key you play it right, in. Right, right, right. But he thinks he's playing the song. Mm. But that's not knowing the song. Right. That's not that's not knowing the song, man. He's going by what that thing said generally. Like, that was made by fake dude. They call them fake books. Yeah. They were really, they are really fake books. <laughs> They're not real. They did a, some of them are the worst thing in the world. Mm. They are fake books. They have wrong changes. Oh. You can't learn the song that way. But mm. learn the song proper. So you, I can't even tell you how many songs I know. I had a fellow tell me that I was riding along with him. He said, you know all the songs. <laughs> I said, nah, I don't know them all, but I sure know a lot of them. <laughs> and I know the lyrics on a lot of them. Mm. Even knowing the lyrics of a song is helpful. It'd be helpful for a tap dancer, too. Yeah. Because in his head, he'd be sing, singing the song. He knows, he knows the song, and he knows the words. And so you dance to the words. I took one look at you, and... How'd that go? I took one look at you. That's all I had to do. That's when my heart stood still. Mm. Now you tap that out just like that. I took one look at you. Huh. That's all I had to do. Yeah. And then my heart stood still. Huh. You know? Got the yeah. Learned, yeah, yeah, yeah. He learned yeah. eight bars, eight bars, eight, eight, uh, we were what we do. We call a lot of tunes are A A B A. Right. That means two two eights. A bridge is eight, and then you go back to the last eight, like the first two. Mm -hmm. Or you have two sixteenths. You got to know all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Two sixteenths. A song. You know, you supposed to know it just like me. Hmm. You the tap. You supposed to know it just like me, so that I can't fool you on anything. Right. As a as a musician, what's your approach to uh, comping with a tap dancer? Well, I'm I'm thinking of the song while he's dancing. I got you. Well, we had we have we have certain things that we know, like a stop. Mm -hmm. You still plan to changes of the song, so you're thinking of the song and you're playing the song. Yeah. Uh, if I give you stops, you both know how many it take. You both know if we start takes. If we take fours, you take your four, I take my four. Yeah. On the song. Mm. That's, that's the way it's done. Or you take eight, and then I take eight. Mm. I got to know all this stuff. I got to make you know everything, just like this, too. But we used to have a ball, man, because all the, all the old tap dancers came to the jazz culture theater. Mm. You know, so we learned a lot from them. They, 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 they danced to songs. 
Yeah. That's probably all. Really. You could you could play for them because you knew the songs and they knew the song. Right. You know, that that doesn't happen today. Uh, yeah. so, uh, I picked up this book called Three Wishes. And, uh, for those, for those of you out there listening, uh, it's a compilation, uh, compiled, uh, and pho- uh, photographs by uh, Panonica, who's this, uh, really, f- uh, famous, <laughs> um, the water. Yes. I'm glad you said it. I can't pronounce that. What? Uh, uh the I'm 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 in, I'm in the house. Oh wow! I'm in the, I'm in the, Nika's house right now. Wow! You're uh, talking to me. I see the piano in back of me. There's some piano in back of me. The monk. Wow. Everybody, all the jazz, most of the jazz piano players played on this piano. Wow! That's in back of me. I got my piano over to the other side. That I found out Petrov, a Czechoslovakian piano that I loved. Hmm. And I bought it. <laughs> and, uh, well, I had somebody help me buy it. Because jazz musicians are sort of on the out right now. Sure, sure. In, in the book, the who's who of jazz musicians all comment on their three wishes. And I'm reading yours right now. Number one, peace in the world. Two, a room with a Steinway and a good record player where I can be alone with all the Charlie Parker and Bud Powell records. That's right. Just, I, I, would take, I would take every dancer, I'd make them, you have to know some of the melodies of Charlie Parker. Mm. You know, they, and we see a lot of them are written on, like, All God's Children. Mm-hmm. Or, or they're on rhythm. I got rhythm. A lot of the songs are written on I Got Rhythm. Right. Monk wrote a song on I Got Rhythm. He said, he did try it. He said, don't do that, don't do that. You can hear, you can see a tap dancer. I can see a tap dancer dancing that right now. You know, I do it all the time. I love it. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Don't do that, don't do that. Don't do that, don't do that. Oh, man, you're supposed to tap the hell out of that. <laughs> I started playing that. If you didn't tap it, I said, look, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? <laughs> you both know it just like me. Did you say you were a tap dancer? Wait, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so I did. You just me. I said, da, 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 da. You both tap that stuff the same as me singing it. You can tap it. You both sing it too, just like me. Yeah. So that's that's really what what music is about. So, uh, number three is interesting. The third wish is interesting. Um, the end of all soul, funk, and rock and roll jazz. Can you elaborate yeah, on that? See what they did with jazz to me. You see, I've been in it so long. They turned jazz into the garbage dump. They say that everything that they didn't understand and <laughs> that they couldn't deal with, they say that's jazz. Huh. So we got funk, jazz, we got <laughs> Rock and roll jazz. We got all kinds of jazz, and none of it is jazz, really. You got to go back and get some jazz. You forget that shit. Those guys to nothing. You got to go back. You got to go back to find out about jazz nowadays because they don't even play it out on the radio. Right. But they play on these on the jazz stations. Ain't jazz sometimes because hmm. they're trying to keep up. Well, they have to do it. They're trying to keep up and try to get some money to 
keep the station, the radio station going. So they have to go. They have to go out. They can't. They can't really do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. See, because you have to put a cold on Hawkins. You got to put no prayers. Yeah. You should know every prayer. You know something about uh, prayers. You got to know about Colin Hawkins, Ben Webster, Dizzy Gillespie, about Philly Joe Jones, Old Man Jones. Shit, I take tap dancers just like I tell my horn, the horn players. They don't, they know nothing now. I say I take you. I'd have cot a, a room full of little beds and lay you on the bed and let let you listen to only certain things. Hmm. To wipe out all this stuff because they got so much stuff going on nowadays, and the stuff that there's nothing for us. To, we can't even take it and make it into play, be able to play it. I hear you. You know, see, before we could take the standards and things and make it into we could play them. Yeah. Well, there's not nothing to really play nowadays. You know. So it's really sort of weird. You know. A big, a big part of my focus is um, the. Ret- I, number one, I hear you and I love everything that you're saying, and I thank you very much. I'm, I'm my focus is on trying to um, uh, understand and identify the folkloric tradition of tap dance, and I feel like what you're talking. It's hard because you know what, man. Go. They learned it. Kids, little kids, learned to tap dance on the street. So somebody give them a few dollars, uh, pennies or something, you know, like that. Right. So that there were a lot of tap dancers then, you know. But I, uh, I feel I feel like what you're what you're telling me is it's all about you know these you you're calling them songs. It's all about community. It's a, you know, uh, you, yeah. you and your mother would would know these songs. The that's folk, right. You know, that's exactly right. Yeah, folk music is music for the people. Folk dance is music for the is, is dance for the people. When when you I know, think, I yeah, do, go. I could take you to uh, one of the old folk songs. Mm-hmm. I was there the other day. One lady, it was her birthday, and her son is one of my students. Mm-hmm. So I went with him. She, look at man, she she knew any any song I mentioned, she knew every song I knew. Hmm. Right. You know, it's like that. Hmm. Uh, that's the way it's supposed to be. That's our, that's our, that's our, our jazz community, that, that's our thing. Yeah. We have to know that song. Hmm. You know, so it's more than just Making noise with the feet is more than that. You know, it's much more than that. You got to know everything, too. You got to know how to play triplets just like anybody else. You got to know how to play an eighth note triplet. You got to know how to play 16 note triplets. You got to know how to play quarter note triplets. You got to know jazz. You got to study. You got you to study jazz. See, that's what I make my horn players know. Hmm. They got to know. They got to know this. They got to know triplets. See, but we saw the took away with triplets, so most average dancer doesn't know anything about triplets. Right. Really. You know, see oh, we have to talk about that when I when I get to Toronto, I gotta leave tomorrow. Okay. I I won't I, I won't keep you long. I, I have one more question. Okay. I I, I heard uh, an interview you did a while ago and the the person asking the question asked a question about Thelonious Monk uh, when he stopped playing. And your response was about, you know, you know, so many people were being lost. So many people were dying. 
and it really took a toll on Thelonious. And you've lived a lifetime in this world of jazz. And my question is to you is why, why are you still going or how are you still going? I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very stubborn. (laughs) I've I've been stubborn all my life. Look at man. Can't nobody see people can be swayed. I cannot be swayed. Mm. I have believed in what I believed in. I ignore everything. They can talk about funk jazz and call that stuff jazz. Look here. None of it means anything to me. As, as trying to find out how these music, how, 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 oh, how can I say it? How Charlie Parker could play so good. See, Charlie Parker was kicked off the stage. Hmm. Just imagine that. He was kicked off the stage because he couldn't play. Somewhere, he learned how to play. He learned how to tap dance. You know, I think it's the same thing with music. You know, see, Chopin and them, uh, listen, all of them, they had things they had to know. There are things that tap dancers have to know. Hmm. And there are musical things that you have to know. Since you're going to be involved with music, it's more than just a solo thing and you don't know nothing else. You're going to be involved with music. You want people to play for you, be able to anticipate what you want to do, you know, because yeah. that's part of the deal. And take the listeners so somewhere. you have to know the song. I try to tell one tap, tap dancer here in town. Now, he thinks he's tap dancing, but see, he doesn't know any songs. Hmm. And he's supposed to be able to tap the song. Right. You know, he's like, so you gotta know you gotta know see this right here I said I lived here with someone in this house right here we lived here for about 10 years together Hmm. you know so I've been pretty blessed in my life you know yeah Charlie Parker and them let me sit in when I was about 17 18 (laughs) Gene Ammons let me sit in so I've been can't nobody sway me from this music what I what I do I travel the world teaching me exactly the same thing. I believe one reason I travel to keep jazz alive, what I call jazz alive, hmm. which partly what Chopin and them call their music alive. See, because I think I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm not really a jazz musician. I'm a classical musician because I'm really trying, I really try to know how to improvise. And what does it take to improvise? You have certain things that you should know. Just like you, you tap dancers, you, there's a, there are a few things that you all know so that w- when you get together and a group of you together, you can tap the same thing. Hmm. <laughs> you, I, I don't know what, it, what y'all, ca- what you call it, but I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen tap dancers do this. Yes. They, they know the same routine. Yes. And that is part of, that's part of the real deal there. Because mm. oh, you got to know certain things. You got to know these routines. To connect. Yeah. They connect. That's right. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, do us a big favor and give us a nice, robust five star ratings on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to the Tap Love Tour podcast on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you get your, your podcasts from. We'll be back next week with another wonderful guest. Until then.
Much love. One love. Tap love. Peace.